The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you are in the Chicagoland area, we'd love to see you. You can stop by for a Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time, and if you would like to check us out online, for our live stream, you can go to www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org and listen to a powerful lesson by Reverend Wells and wonderful music and fellowship. I think you'll like it. So check us out if you're in the area or always online on Sunday mornings. Now, today is the second week of the 12-week series on the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. This book is a classic. It's been around since the mid-1930s. It was written as a response originally to the Great Depression. And it's a book that's available in book form. It's available for tablets and smartphones, computers. There are free versions floating around on the internet as well. All you have to do is Basically, type in Charles Fillmore Prosperity, and the book should come up in your Google or Bing or whatever server you use. And I'm requesting that everyone who is following along with this series actually get the book. If it's free, there's no reason why you can't 
get it. And a lot of people have the book. If you like a physical hard copy, go buy one. But I would like everyone who is listening to this show to please uh, purchase or find a free online version of the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore so we can go chapter by chapter. So this is the second week and we'll be doing chapter two. Now, I covered a lot of basic uh, information last week that I'm not going to cover again this week. You know, kind of, a, I will allow the, the weeks to stand on their own. So I'm not so much reviewing. I'm going right into, uh, right into the new information. And if it's some inf- questions that you have, obviously call in. You can call in at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489 or you can reach out to the email address that's given um, during the commercial for the show or you can go to my Facebook page and ask me a question or inbox me at Truth Transforms at Reverend Galen with excuse me Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook so you have many options many options utilize them all anyway so before we get into the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, I have a quote that I want to read uh, from Eric Butterworth. This quote is from the book Spiritual Economics. And the book and in the book he states, the word prosperity comes from the Latin root which literally translates according to hope or to go forward hopefully. Thus, it is not so much a condition in life as it is an attitude toward life. The truly prosperous person is what Rollo May calls the fully functioning person. One who is experiencing what Jesus calls the life more abundant. Then he gives these two powerful definitions that I want you to always remember. He states, prosperity is a way of living and thinking and not just money or things. Then he states, poverty is a way of living and thinking, and not just a lack of money or things. I will repeat that. Prosperity is a way of living and thinking, and not just money or things. Poverty is a way of living and thinking, and not just a lack of money or things. So we're talking about prosperity. I always want to pull us back to the primary principle that we're talking about developing a prosperity consciousness, a way of living and thinking that creates the possibilities out of the infinite potentiality that is God in our experience as prosperity as we understand it. Again, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind, a way of living and thinking. Now, going to the book on page 26, we'll get right to it. The first sentence states, and excuse me, this uh, chapter for this chapter is spiritual mind, the I'm not present directive principle of prosperity. Now, getting to the book, everything that appears in the universe had its origin in mind. So basically, what he's stating is that if something is visible, it originally started on the invisible side of life, on the not on the non-material side of life, in consciousness. And when we start to look around at things, we say, "Well, 
Well, for a thing to be manifested, it has to have some level of mental equivalent. Or what do I mean by mental equivalent? For a thing to show up out here, it has to have some equivalent in the mind. If you were a builder or architect, before you actually would have a building constructed, you would have blueprints. Before we actually have a thing in the out in the outer world, the manifest world, the three-dimensional world, we first have to have a mental blueprint, which new thought people call a mental equivalent, which basically states that if you want the the thing, get the consciousness for it first. And what is a mental equivalent? A mental equivalent is clarity in mind and the conviction of feeling. Clarity of mind and the conviction of feeling. In other words, you see it clearly. I used to ask my students in class years ago, you know, if if Jesus manifested and sat right next to you right now and said, what do you want? You have five seconds to tell me. How many things could you say? Most of us were like, well, I don't know what I want. Well, it's the same basic universal law, whether you personalize it in Jesus or you're working through it as divine law. What do you want? What do you want in relationships? What do you want financially? What do you want in your career? What do you want to do far as success? What do you want to do for leisure and fun? What do you really want? See, because unless it's clear in mind, See, because if everything that appears in the universe had its origin in mind, if it's not clear in your mind, how is it then a possibility for you? In other words, you can't create any intention around it. And then there's conviction of feeling. In other words, can you accept it? Can you believe that it's yours? Can you believe that it's possible for you? The conviction of feeling is where faith comes in, you know, where where a strong trust in what you're seeing comes in. See, it's one thing to see it. It's another thing to believe that it's yours. It's another thing that you to accept that it's possible that you can experience this ideal life. You know, a lot of times when we are working along with folks, I don't know if you've ever had this situation where somebody might be complaining about whatever they're complaining about, about their job, about their family, about their children, about their significant other, about their mom, about their friends, about their church, about their government, about their something. A lot of people know what they're against, but they don't know what they're for. What are you for? See, knowing what you're for, what you're for is clarity. And then when you put the conviction of feeling with that, then you demonstrate that. See, if your clarity is what you're against and your conviction is what you're against, the only thing you're going to do is help create more of what you're against. You know, you know, uh, uh, Martin Luther King was for freedom. He was uh, against Jim Crow laws. He was for freedom for everybody. So because he was for that, he drew people to the vision. That's prosperity because freedom is prosperity. I talked about that last week. So everything that appears in the universe had its origin in mind. 
Then he goes on to say on page 26, uh, further down the page, men formulate thoughts and thoughts move the world. Men formulate thoughts and thoughts move the world. Let's just stop here and say my thoughts move my world because the things that I do are always consistent with what I think. Now, maybe not what I want to admit that I think. But you can't take actions that are inconsistent with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your beliefs. Because most of the time, when we do things, we're unconscious. We're not really acting as an original act. We're just reacting based upon the thoughts we already have. So my thoughts rule my world. And your thoughts rule your world. Why? Because we have not taken control over our own minds. So when we realize that thoughts become things, then we become very careful about the type of thoughts we allow ourselves to think. I'm not saying that you all have to walk around being your own thought police. But what I am saying is be careful not to think and feel and believe things that you don't want in your life and speaking the word about things that you don't want in your experience. Because if you say you don't want it and all you do is think about it and talk about it and act from it and feel it, then you're expressing to the universal law through your own subconscious mind that you want more of this. So Mr. Fillmore goes on to say at the bottom of page 26, man has never had a desire that could not somewhere in the providence of God be fulfilled if this were not true the universe would be weak at its most vital point desire is the onward impulse of the ever evolving soul what does that mean man has never had a desire to somewhere in the providence of god that that could not somewhere in the providence of god be fulfilled what this is basically saying is this we teach that Desire is God tapping on the quote-unquote door of your soul, seeking to express more of its good through you, as you. So when we start talking about true desire, not the, the what we call the human desire to want something that belongs to someone else or someone that's connected to someone else, but the true de- desire to self-express, capital S, self-express, what ends up happening is if we can desire it, it's possible. I just want you to sit with that for a moment. If you can desire it, and again, I'm not talking about human wants and wishes. I'm talking about those true divine impulses of the soul that seek to express through you, to expand you, to to live at an optimal level, to have the desires of your heart, to achieve the goals, to be successful, to have the peace, the love, the prosperity, the joy. And all the good things of God. Those desires could not be in your soul if at some level they couldn't be fulfilled. That book you've been waiting to write. That business decision you've been putting off. It's there because it's possible. And you couldn't have the desire if it wasn't possible. 
you know, a lot of times you talk to people, they'll tell you, I had this idea, I want to do this and I want to do that. And they have all these reasons and excuses why it hasn't been done. And the desire won't leave because the desire is telling you that it's possible. That your desire for health is the divine proof that you can be healed. Your desire to be prosperous tells you that you can be free of debt. It's possible. That desire for that new business is telling you it's possible. It's possible. Now, just because it's possible doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just means that potentially it can come forward or come forth. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with the possibility once it comes in your soul? Are you going to sit on it or you're going to allow it to express by thinking and feeling and speaking and acting and reacting in alignment with it to bring it in, bring it into manifestation? That's important. So, Desire is the onward impulse of the ever-evolving soul. You will always evolve, and you will always seek to express more good, to be more, to live at higher levels of consciousness. You are an ever-evolving soul. To an extent, there's no such thing as being permanently content. Because there's always more God to express. You think, okay, if I achieve all of these things, I've made it. I have it. I've got it. I'm prosperous. And then the desire will come up to do something else. You've achieved that. You've accomplished that. Now it's time to put that energy and intention that you have and focus on something else, something new. But the question comes into play is this. Will you sit on it or will you do something with it? I'm requesting that you don't sit on your desires. I'm requesting that you live powerfully by accepting that God put it in you because somewhere in the providence of God, it can be fulfilled. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible and it's necessary for your own peace of mind not to sit on it because when you sit on it, you don't have peace. It won't leave you alone. You'll wake up thinking about your dream. You'll go to sleep thinking about your dream. You'll talk about your dream. You'll daydream about your dream because it won't leave you alone. Even if you make a transition, you'll be right on the cusp thinking, regretting that you didn't live your dream. Live your dream. The desire is in you because the impulse is there, put there by God. Now, we have about a minute before we go to our first break. So I want to remind you that you can call the show at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Uh, please reach out. Also, I would like to remind you that this show is supported by your donations. Uh, so if you are getting substance and sustenance from this show or other shows on Unity Online Radio, I encourage you to click the donate button and help support this online ministry. Free, freely you have received. Freely give. Also, 
Don't forget that you can go to my Facebook page and ask questions at Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell, or you can email me and we can make sure that we have the questions that's needed. So I'll answer the questions that's needed. So we're going to take our first quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am teaching from the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. This will be a 12-week series. 
I'm teaching you chapter by chapter, and today I'm in the second chapter, Lesson 2, Spiritual Mind, the I'm Not Present Directive Principle of Prosperity. I have a caller online, uh, Reverend Bobby, are you there? I am here. How are you this morning, Reverend McDowell? I'm excellent. Good to hear from you, brother. Hey, man. Good Good to have an opportunity to call in. No problem. You have a comment or a question? Yeah, I just uh, a comment, a kind of a question. You know, when when we speak to and talk about divine ideas, whether it's prosperity, healing, or whatever, um, we say that the idea comes fully clothed with everything necessary to bring it into manifestation. And I was wondering, could you spend a moment on that and kind of um, expand on that and espouse on that, uh, if you will? Okay, well, from the concept of the idea is fully clothed, that's actually a statement from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living. What she meant by that and how I interpret it, probably is a better way of saying it, is when the idea for or the desire comes to your conscious awareness, everything that is needed to bring forth that idea is inherent in the idea. In other words, the Mm -hmm. idea has all of the guidance, the energies, the power to bring forth itself. So for instance, Uh this is as an example, if, if a person is praying for healing, the idea of life, activity, energy, wholeness, vigor, all that is needed inherent in the idea of life is, 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 is already there to bring forth the manifestation of health in the body. But within that idea right. also might be some wisdom to say, you know what, don't eat that anymore. It might also be a mm-hmm. wisdom to say, you know, get up and just walk a half a block back and forth for the next whatever days. You don't know when, the, when you're doing that walk and some blockage might end up being uh, cleaned up you don't know that right. it'll say go talk to such and such person or get up and go to St- starbucks and while you're in starbucks you're in line and you end up talking to somebody who will end up giving you free personal training for 30 days miraculous mm-hmm. things like that happen all of the time but the thing about it is we have to be open and receptive to how the idea wants to manifest through us instead of how we think it should okay. go See, that, that's the key. See, what ends up happening is we put our limitation on a limitless idea. God yeah. as life is limitless. God as substance is limitless. But what we do is we try to put God and God's divine ideas into our limited boxed-in thinking. And when it's in our limited boxed-in thinking, the idea can't fulfill itself. So what ends up happening is... Um, as Reverend Ike used to say, he used to use the analogy, you can go to the ocean with a thimble, with a cup, with a bucket, or a pipeline, and the ocean will fulfill all of the demands, depending mm-hmm. on your expectation. Mm-hmm. So so, so to have a, a, a divine idea, you also have to have the consciousness that can work with the idea, because... If you don't have the consciousness for the idea, it can't express in a way that it was intended to express. Okay. Okay. 
So bottom line, again, it's about building consciousness and uh, maintaining that consciousness through uh, your activities and expression. Absolutely, because, you know, if you try to build a, something heavy on, on something that you haven't built the foundation for it to handle, for instance, in Chicago, there is, you know, they just uh, they rebuilt the Wells Bridge downtown. Right. Now, obviously, that right. bridge has to be able to handle cars and trucks and a, and the the L train people yeah. walking on it so if it doesn't have if it's not foundationally strong if it doesn't have the integrity the weight of all of that will 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 make it you know will damage it or will it won't be able to maintain it it'll fall well right so, sometimes you know i don't know if you've ever ever had this experience i know i had i've had it the idea was so big and so magnificent that I couldn't handle it. Oh, oh, but definitely, and, and that's kind of you know how when when people ask me how do they know if it's a divine idea or theirs, I said if you could figure it out and it makes sense, that's yours. But if you say, <laughs> oh my God, this too big, that definitely comes from God, right? Right, right, <laughs> and that's why Reverend Coleman would say, "How big is your God? That's how right, big is your God?" Right. Well, well, thank you for your time this morning, my friend, and I will talk to you soon. God bless. God bless. Take care. Now, thanks again, for Reverend Bobby, for calling in. Now, I'm going to jump a couple of things for, for time's sake. So I'm going to jump to, excuse me, page 28. And in the bottom paragraph, he states, the very fact that you have an ideal conditional world in your mind carries with it the possibility of its fulfillment and expression. Being cannot shirk expression. To think is to express yourself, and you are constantly thinking. Now, I'm, I'm going to read that last sentence again. To think is to express yourself, and you are constantly thinking. Now, so so you can say, well, all I was doing was thinking about it. Yeah, but if you're thinking about it, you're expressing, because thinking is a form of expression. Thinking is the formulating process of mind. When you think you are forming. When you think you're forming, you're forming what? Your own life because what you think, you feel, what you think, you believe, what you think, you say, what you think, you, you act upon, what you, how you think is how you react. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. So the very fact that you can think of an ideal condition carries with it the possibility of expression because if you can think it, you can be it. If you can think it, you can be it. Now, on page 29, he talks about understanding the laws of mind. In other words, if we're going to work with these divine ideas, then we need to work with within the rules of how they work. In other words, everything has a way of manifesting itself in harmony and in order. And he states on page 29, the ideas of divine mind can only be expressed when we follow the rules or laws of mind. And these rules require understanding if we will follow them intelligently and achieve results. Man is given all power and authority over all the ideas of infinite mind and the idea of wisdom is one of them. So he covers several things. One is he's saying 
if you want to demonstrate prosperity in your life, you have to understand the laws of mind. That's why we're doing this study right now. You have to understand the laws of mind. That's one. He also states that you have to follow the laws of mind intelligently to achieve, to achieve desired results. Then he states that man or humankind is given power and authority over all the ideas of infinite mind. So in other words, all the ideas in the mind of God are at your disposal. Every idea in the mind of God is at your disposal. Every idea in the mind of God is at your disposal. I mean, just wrap your brain around every, every, all the wisdom, all the power, all the life, all the love, all the joy, all, all the peace, all the divine order, all. See, when we recognize that all means Everything is at my disposal. Why? Because of who I am. I am the divine image and likeness of God. You are the divine image and likeness of God. Therefore, all the ideas in infinite mind or divine mind are at your disposal. So what he says is this. He says a closely associated with the idea of wisdom in divine mind is the idea of love. And he states on page 30 that these two ideas were told in the gar- before Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 1 when it says male and female created he them and he told them to be fruitful and multiply. To be fruitful and multiply metaphysically means that the idea of wisdom and love are supposed to produce thoughts and expressions that are consistent with their parent ideas. So we should always be building our lives based upon wisdom and love. That helps build prosperity. Now, moving on to page 31. In the last full paragraph, he states, regardless of how much God gives, there's always an abundance left. In other words, you can't run out of God, which means you can't run out of health, peace, love, divine order, or substance. The prosperity of God is always available, and it never runs out. We talked about that in great detail last week. Listen to the uh, download from last week's show, and I went into great detail. But then he goes on to say, God does not give us material things, but mind substance, not money, but ideas, ideas that set spiritual forces in motion so that things begin to come to us by the application of the law. Now, get that. Not money, but ideas, ideas that set spiritual forces in motion. So when you can grasp and work with the idea, spiritual forces are set in motion to demonstrate your good in your life. 
Reverend Coleman used to have a saying when she was active in ministry. She said, she used to say, what you are seeking, you are. Now, most people would say what you are seeking is seeking you. Well, she would, she said, what you are seeking, you are. So you're seeking prosperity because you are prosperity. You're seeking divine health and wholeness because you are whole. And part of the seeking is the remembering and waking up to who you are. It's coming out of the the mental and spiritual amnesia. We are forgotten. We have forgotten that we're spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. We've forgotten. So when we accept these ideas in consciousness and can work with them, they set spiritual forces in motion for our good. Then he says on page 32, how do we do that? That's good to know. He says, when the conscious mind is stilled and one makes contact with the superconsciousness, which is the higher mind, the Christ mind, the realm of divine ideas in you. Jesus called it the kingdom. Uh, Some people call it the Christ consciousness. He says, it begins to show us how our affairs will work out or how we can help to bring about the desired prosperity. So in other words, when we learn how to pray and meditate, still that conscious thinking and that jibber-jabber that's always going on in in the intellect, what ends up happening is we will receive guidance on how to bring prosperity into our affairs. So we have to learn how to meditate and work with the idea. All right. Now, page 34. He states, if your prosperity does not become manifest as soon as you pray and affirm God as your substance, your supply, and your support, refuse to give up. Show your faith by keeping up the work in other words your breakthrough might be closer than you think because transformation happens in a moment when you have an aha moment and you have that realization it's there when you finally learn how to balance yourself on your bike it's there when you finally realize that you're in love it's there When you finally realize that you are a divine being made in the image and likeness of God, it's there. When you finally realize that God is your health, you can't be sick, it's there. When you finally realize that God is the source of your supply, it's there. So don't give up. You might not be at that realization yet. You might have had the revelation. But you're still working on the realization because the realization brings about the manifestation in your life. Now, it's important that you work with this concept. Don't stop your reading. Don't stop your prayer work. Don't stop listening to your CDs or your downloads or your MP3s or whatever you're doing. Don't stop striving and putting into action your goals. Because again, how you show your faith is by your works. Uh, scripture says faith without works is dead. So as you're receiving the ideas, keep it in action. 
keep up your spiritual disciplines. Don't allow yourself to to become resigned to the belief that nothing can change. Push the envelope. Don't give up. Don't give up. And don't use reasons and excuses like I'm too young, too old. Um, I got to take care of this instead of that now, etc. If you have to plan, plan. But put it into motion. If you can't do it now, put it on your calendar when you will do it. So now you're living into something. But don't give up. Keep affirming. Keep praying. Keep meditating. And keep acting on what you receive in your prayer and meditation time. That matters. Now, again, I would love to hear from you. We're about to come up to our last break. So you can give me a call at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Again, this show is supported by your donations. So please make sure that you click the donate button and support this online ministry. Also, a reminder that you can go to www.cutemple.org and watch the live stream of Christ Universal Temple and the Reverend Derek B. Wells. Also, a reminder, the Universal Foundation for Better Living's Panorama of Truth Conference is this year, July 15th through the 21st. You can go to www.ufbl.org for more information. It's in San Antonio, Texas this year. So we're going to take a, our last break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transform. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you in a relationship for all the right reasons? Do you have the confidence to be yourself on a date or in your relationship? Do you lead with your heart or do you follow some fabricated rules of relationship engagement? These are the types of questions host Anita Ross explores in Let's Talk Dating and Relationships, a Unity online radio special series. She will guide you into discovery about your own relationship paradigms, readiness, and desires. If you want to get clear on what a thriving and loving relationship means for you, then join Anita Ross live on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central 
from May 8th through June 12th, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Uh, Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, and now I'm on page 36. And I really want to zero in on this because it's a couple of quick points I want to make sure that I cover before the end of the show. On page 36, in the first paragraph, he states, Every word is a thought and activity. And when spoken, it goes out as a vibratory force that is registered in the all-providing substance. So I just want you to wrap your mind around every word is thought in activity or in expression or in or in action my word is my thought in action in other words it's being sent to do something and he says it goes out as a vibratory force that registers in the all-providing substance so as i speak i'm molding the universal substance of god to bring about the possibility of my word. Scripture says it this way in Isaiah 55, 11. The word that comes out of my mouth shall not return unto me void. I don't know if look the scripture up. The word that goes forth out of my mouth shall not return unto me void. In the uh, book of Job, it says in the old King James version, thou shalt decree a thing. And it shall be established unto you. In the the first chapter of Genesis, uh, God as Elohim, the creator, speaks. It says, and God said, and God said, let there be light. Let there be. Let there be. So when we speak, we're actually creating new potentialities and possibilities. When we speak, we're actually creating a new paradigm for our lives because we're actually sending out a vibratory force. There's power in your spoken word. Power, at when used through the spoken word, has the ability to bring an idea from the level of thinking into expression through your word. In the Gospel of John, it says, in the beginning was the word. The word. What what word are you putting on your life right now? What is the word about your life? What are you speaking into existence for your life? This is why people who use the word singers and rappers and poets are so powerful because they use the power of their word and they influence people, good, bad, or indifferent. It's the power of the word because it sends out a vibratory force. Then he talks about people using the term Jesus Christ as a powerful vibratory force. He believes that it's the name above all names. Now, 
I, w- I would only say that if you have a Christian context, that saying the name Jesus Christ means something. But I, I'm a big believer in the law of mind being indifferent and no respect of person. When you say Jesus and you, your consciousness starts to focus on that which is whole and divine, then that image in your mind that goes along with your word helps bring about a greater demonstration. Because you have a belief already in the personage of Jesus. So when you speak Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christ is, is, is raising me to his consciousness of I'm not present substance or whatever, that has meaning for you. And because it has meaning, it works. Joseph Murphy talks about this in The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Why does every religion teach prayer and prayer works for every religion even though sometimes they have different concepts of God? In different ways of praying. He says because it has nothing to do with the religion. It has nothing to do with their concept of God. It has everything to do with what's going on in their minds and what the subconscious mind can accept. So, moving along. Page 37, he states, The secret of demonstration is to conceive what is true in being and to carry out the concept in thought, word, and act. Again, The secret of demonstration is to conceive what is true in being, that means in God, in truth, and to carry out the concept in thought, word, and act. So if we can catch the idea of an inexhaustible omnipresent substance that is true in God, then we must carry out that in our thinking, how we speak, and we have to act in alignment with that truth. Now, that doesn't mean go out and, and, and spend money recklessly or make poor decisions because God is the source of my supply. What that means is get a handle on what you th- you are thinking, get a handle on what you're saying, and make sure that what you're doing is in alignment with, with it. So you can't think one thing and say another. In other words, you talk about, yeah, I'm thinking and reading these books about prosperity and love. And then the moment somebody starts talking about no jobs, you tune right in or the lack of uh, possibilities for, for people to gain wealth and prosperity and you tune right in. And then you, your body language is, uh, is showing that or, you know, you're not aligning yourself with the belief that you can look your best and act your best act prosperous you know reverend coleman used to tell us that you don't wait for someone else to eat on your best china pull your best china out for yourself and eat on it because you are worthy to eat on your best how are you going to wait for your best for someone else she said, don't wait for the event to put on your best clothes. She said, if you don't have anywhere else to go, put your own clothes and look in your own self in the mirror or take your own self out to eat or, or to wherever you want to go on with your best clothes. But you don't wait. You develop the consciousness. And some of our actions are inconsistent with what we say we want. So if you want to develop the prosperity consciousness, look prosperous. In other words, whatever you have, make sure it's clean and it's neat. And when people see you, they associate that with you. That's a part of developing the consciousness, if that's what you need to do. And if you don't have nowhere else to go, put the clothes on and and walk around your house in them. And when you make dinner, find your best china 
uh, and the dishes and the, and the silver and the gold silverware and all of that type of stuff and eat with your best stuff. And when a restaurant you want to go eat or a play you want to go see, you take yourself to it. What are you doing? You are teaching yourself that you're worthy of the best. You know, if you want some flowers and you want somebody to buy you some flowers, go to the florist and buy yourself some flowers. It's developing the consciousness. If you can't do anything else other than go to the dealership and sit in the car and get the new car smell on the car that you desire. Or even a car that right now, financially, facts say you can't afford. What does it can't they can't kick you out of the dealership unless you come up in there in a shady kind of way. If you want to go sit in the Mercedes or a Jaguar or a BMW just to see how it feels and see how it smells and and just see yourself behind the seat and take somebody with you or ask the salesperson, here, take this picture on my camera phone so I can have this picture and put it on a treasure map or image book or whatever you call it, a vision board. What are you doing? You're developing the consciousness. If they have in the area where they, they're showing those, those extremely expensive homes, that are real nice and they have a, a open house, go to the open house even if you don't have a dime and you're still living at one level that's far away from that. But develop the consciousness. These are acts that are consistent with the thought and the word. Just go and just sit in the car. Just go to the house and walk around the house. Go drive around neighborhoods that are prosperous and bless them. Bless the car. And, and and always know God is no respecter of person. God has blessed one. God can bless all. Get yourself in the consciousness of it. As much as you possibly can, seek prosperity. If it's a prosperous area that's anywhere near close to you, and if it's not, go find one. What are you doing? You're shifting your thinking. Shifting your thinking. Even if you don't have a, a suit, put on your best jeans, your cleanest shoes, neat, clean. That shows a prosperity consciousness. You're building. Again, he states, the secret of demonstration is to conceive what is true in being and to carry out the concept in thought, word, and act. That's the secret. Because then he says, if I can conceive a truth, there must be a way by which I can make that truth apparent. If I can conceive of an inexhaustible supply existing in the omnipresent ethers, then there is a way by which I can make that supply manifest. Now, I'm running out of time, so I want to hit one more point before we close. Where he states... Chart page 41, and I want everybody to read page 40 when he talks about the Jehovah Jireh and developing an image of God as a as your prosperous, all-supplying father. But on page 41, he gives three steps. He says, charge your mind with statements that express plenty. No particular affirmation will raise anyone from poverty to affluence, yet all affirmations carry ideas of abundance. Excuse me, that carry ideas of abundance will lead one into the consciousness that fulfills the law. So charge your mind with statements that express plenty. Two, deny that lack has any place or reality in your thought, 
or affairs and affirm plenty as the only appearance. So again, denying means deny that it has power over you. Three, praise what you have, be it ever so little, and insist that it is constantly growing larger. So whatever you have, we talked about this last week, bless your clothes, bless your furniture, bless the however you're transported, whether that's by legs, bike, bus, train, car, bless it. Bless the money that's in your pocket. Bless the bank account. Bless the checkbook if there's no money in the bank account. Bless it. Praise. Thank God for what you have. Thank God. Bless the refrigerator if there's only water in there. Thank God for it. Bless the TV. Bless. 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 Get in the consciousness of praising what you have. Because as you praise, you raise your consciousness and you... And praise is the law of increase. What you praise, you increase. So next week, we're going to go into chapter three on faith and the invisible substance, the key to demonstration. So definitely make sure that you're here. Make sure that, again, the book Prosperity is available. You can purchase it. It's free online versions. Make sure that you take advantage of it. Read the book and read ahead of the chapters that I'll be teaching so you can follow along and really get this so we can transform our lives and help transform others. Thank you. God bless you. And I'll be with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music. It's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you sing. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child, trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.
Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house. The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you're seeking? Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.